0: Hello and welcome to the Millennial Minimalist Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Foss, and together with my co-host, Lauren Morley, our mission is to help you simplify your life and live with greater intention. Together, let's live more with less. Hi everyone. Today we are sharing our take on food and diet, including the simple systems we've adopted to maintain healthy lifestyles whether at home or on the go. You'll learn that while a minimalist diet favors a more sustainable plant-based lifestyle, there is no rule book. We like to say that a minimalist lifestyle supports a simple and intentional version of your diet your way. And in our discussion, we each share our dietary preferences, the ingredients in our cupboards, our grocery shopping routines, and how we have each simplified our kitchens to the essentials. We also also talk about the relationship between the food we eat and our mental and physical well-being and the importance of eating a healthy diet to feel better, improve your sleep, and be more present. Be inspired by our simplified approach to food and diet and be motivated to choose a dietary mindset that is right for you. So this will be a fun one, Lauren. I know that you're obsessed with everything to do with food, nutrition, and diet, and so I'm excited to hear more about your tips today.
1: Yeah, I feel like I've recently come up with a new strategy, so I'm excited to share with the listeners today.
0: Oh, I love it. You always have like a new idea on the go or a new regime that works well for you. So it's very cool. And I I should preface this episode by saying that we are not professionals in the area of food and diet. But like our friends, The Minimalists, who have also talked about food and diet, we also wanted to share our own regimes and hacks and some of the resources that we love to follow. So yeah, to to start, when it comes to The Minimalist Diet, I think that a lot of people out there think that there's a one way of doing things. But again, there's no rule book with this lifestyle. This lifestyle does support and favor more plant-based diets, obviously. But for me, I really think it's about your diet, your way what works for you. Again, everybody's body's different. Everybody's taste preferences, everything's going to be different. But at the end of the day, I just live by author Michael Pollan saying where he says, eat real food, mostly plants, not too much. I think that for me, that really works well. The idea of you should eat more whole foods, mostly plant-based and in healthy quantities. Have you heard that before? Have you heard
1: that saying? Oh, I've read all his books. He's one of my favorite authors. Okay, I love yeah. that. Yeah, I love that advice. It's very it's so simple, but it's so practical and like goes such a long way.
0: And I should add that Michael Pollan, uh, he's not a vegetarian because he does enjoy meat. He says this on his website. he, he, He believes that meat is a nutritious food and he believes that there are ways to eat meat that are in keeping with his environmental and ethical values. He says, quote on his website, I don't make the decision to eat meat lightly. And he happens to be a professor of science and environmental journalism at Berkeley. So, you know, this is his opinion. He focuses on, we'll get into it later, but Grass-fed meat, like in organic, so there is a way of eating it. And uh, I guess I could start off by saying, for me, I am someone so I'm mostly plant-based. Uh, I do enjoy eating fish. I love eating fish, and I usually only eat meat when I'm at my parents' house or eating out. But usually, I'll choose fish over meat for me, anyways, and I try to find other protein sources. Um, how about you, Lauren?
1: Yeah, I'm to be completely honest, I don't love meat. Like I like a vegetarian option. I just enjoy it more. So it's easier for me not to eat as much meat. But with that being said, like you, if someone else is cooking it or preparing it, I, I do eat it. Um, And I do cook it at home. Sometimes I just, I have a lot of meals, which I'm going to talk about today that are vegetarian or vegan. Some of them are vegan and I really enjoy them. They're so easy to make and they're quick and I still like meat. I still eat it. But like I said, I enjoy vegetarian meals.
0: Yeah. You and I we went to the grocery store recently and I remember you telling me you 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 got a beyond meat burger or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that looks so good. And and then we went to the frozen aisle. We were looking at meat and I was thinking, oh, I don't really love meat anymore. And you looked at me and you're like, I don't either.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you're like, it grosses me out. It does gross me out a little bit, but with that being said, like it's still good sometimes.
0: Yeah, and and I should also mention that the minimalists uh, they have an episode titled "Food." they have an interview with Rich Roll who is a famous podcaster who talks about how veganism changed his life and the minimalists also expressed in that episode that they still eat meat i believe Josh Fields Milburn only eats meat like 10% of the time like very minimally but you know i loved this episode because they they highlighted a really good point again this lifestyle's imperfect you and I, we do favor the more vegetarian and vegan side of life, although we do eat meat once in a while. So they, they communicated that, you know, you may still eat, you may be a minimalist and you may still eat meat, but they said that, you know, you may be a vegan, but you may also still buy fast fashion items. So, you know, you're still, (laughs) you're still not reducing your environmental footprint there. So
1: it's, it's really minimalism your way. So. Yeah. I mean, you can't be perfect in all, all areas. You really, can't. <laughs> you really can't. And I think that, you know, on this subject, just living that minimalist life and reducing your meat consumption, like it's all these little things that add up on a day-to-day basis. Like you don't have to be perfect in any area, but you know, they all reduce your carbon footprint. That's mm-hmm. the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know me, I'm always finding ways to like simplify things down further. I get so excited when I no longer need a product or <laughs> I can double something, but you know, I was looking at my fridge and my cupboard and my freezer and I felt like there was all these little random things, like kind of the closet, you know, like there's Mm. all these little random pieces that you don't really need, but sometimes you wear, but you don't really use them. And it's the same when you go to a grocery store, like you're always buying these things that You know, you buy like a whole jar of tahini and you use one tablespoon in one recipe and then it's been a year and you never used it again. So I became so mindful of that and I was like, you know what, I'm going to apply the same system I do with my closet to my meals. So the same way I created outfits and wore them on rotation, I created meals, breakfast, lunches, and dinners, and I made them on rotation. So everyone, people can take this with a grain of salt. I'm a little bit more structured with the way I do things, but it made all the ingredients in my cupboard and fridge and stuff accounted for. So it wasn't, things weren't going to waste. I weren't, wasn't throwing things out anymore. It made going to the grocery store so much easier because I was like, okay, I just need one or two things for breakfast, a couple things for lunch and a a few things for dinner. And I I knew what I needed to buy to fit those ingredients. And all of a sudden the things in my fridge I was using because they Mm. were part of my recipes now. And so that's what I've been working on. I just, I made a list of breakfast, lunches, and dinners, and I make them on rotation and so far it's been amazing. I I feel like I throw it a lot less food. I'm I eat at home so much more and I I'm more intentional when I'm at the grocery store because I'm like, I'm buying this for this mm-hmm. recipe. And if I don't use all of it, I know I'll make it again in like a week or two. So
0: I love that.
1: Yeah. I mean, Kelly and I started doing reels. So you guys will see our videos on Instagram, but I want to do some of these like super simple recipes I've made that you can come home and make in the evening. And they're so good. Or like lunches that you can pack for work, um, super simple breakfast and, you know, really focusing on whole foods, but being balanced too.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I'm sure that our listeners would love to see more reels from us.
1: <laughs> yeah, they love it.
0: And so you you mentioned grocery shopping. So yeah. that's something that I think I've kind of mastered now. I used to go grocery shopping all the time because I'd buy bits and pieces here and there. But now I've kind of said, OK, you're going to go grocery shopping twice a week larger pickups. and if you need anything in between, you can grab it. So on Sundays, I usually have my big grocery shop and Wednesdays and Thursdays. and I use this app and I think I've mentioned it in the past. it's called any list and uh. you can yeah yeah, it's a it's a digital version of your grocery list. It's really, really helpful. I got my mom onto it. she loves it. so I put everything on any list and you can actually share it with your significant other or whoever else is in your life, which is really cool. So I use that. So I try to think about what I'm going to eat for meals and snacks that week, just like you do in a way. And again, I always go in with this list to cut time and also save money because I will end up buying more than I really need. (laughs) My dad always goes in the grocery store without a list and he always grabs a bunch of stuff. And I'm sure you've been there, Lauren, where you've gone to the grocery store and you've, you've gotten a few items and then you went in there for one item and didn't come out with that item. Like It happens to the best of us. So
1: true. Many times.
0: And, you know, I, I usually check the healthy aisle. There's always a little health food aisle in every most grocery stores. And, and I always check out new products because it's my little pleasure. And, you know, I think that a lot of people don't really know about the healthy aisle. I think a lot of people skip it. They don't realize there's another section of cereals and nut butters and oils and protein, all these things. Right and uh again that's my favorite aisle because it's the healthy aisle. I should also add that I bring reusable bags with me when I go grocery shopping. But something I want to mention is that when I moved out of my previous apartment, I thought to myself, okay, what are my staple items in my fridge at all times? This way when I moved in, I knew exactly what to buy. You know? So I had I drew up a little bit of a list and I I still had it in my phone, so I want to share it today. Yeah, so I want to hear it. So first thing is good fats. So olive oil, nuts or nut or seed butter, whole grains, your oats, your cereals, your rice, protein for me, always have eggs on hand, dried beans, tofu, yogurt. I usually have frozen fish in the freezer and protein powder. Then I have the category healthier sweets. I have fresh and dried fruit, protein balls. And of course, as you know, my bars, I love bars (laughs) and then veggies. I always have spinach in the fridge. Carrots and hummus. And then when it comes to the next category, herbs and spices, these are the only spices I really have at all hands. I mean, I'm not a big cook, but these kind of get me by. So I have garlic, oregano, basil, salt and pepper, and cinnamon for when I bake. And, uh, And then, of course, I've got my baking stuff my flowers, my healthier sugars. I have this monk fruit sugar that I use now. It's one-to-one with regular sugar. And if you don't know about it, look it up. It's, it's the new alternative. And of course I have my athletic greens, my vitamins. So that's it. That was my list. Yeah. So those are the things that I ended up buying right away. I mean, a, obviously a few of these dry items I would just pack up and bring here, but all the fresh stuff, I I bought all those items because you know it's nice to have those items on hand. Yeah. So you never know when someone's going to visit and you know, sometimes you don't know what you need and it's nice to have some staple things in your home at all times.
1: Yeah, no, that's good. I started organizing my cupboards and fridge and stuff differently too. <laughs> I feel oh, you did? crazy oh. the way I do it, but I try to like line it up as breakfast, lunch and dinner too. Okay, so that, good. So I'll look in the fridge and be like, okay, I have eggs and I have fruit and I have hummus. So then I can work around those ingredients for meals, as opposed to just looking at a cupboard. Cause it's like how we organize our closets. It's like Mm -hmm. pants and sweaters, but to put it all together in the morning, it's a lot more difficult. And I feel like when I go to the grocery store, I can open the fridge or the cupboard and take inventory so quickly. Cause I'm like, okay, I have this for lunches and this for dinners and I work around them.
0: So basically, like our closet, we make outfits in our closet. You make outfits yeah. out of the food in your fridge.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, here's my work outfit and my lunch. Um, and I also, this is a little hack: is store stuff the way you store your stuff. Put things that are going to expire in the front because grocery stores stock their shelves that way, so that you know, oh, this is going to expire before that, so I need to eat the hummus first before mm-hmm. I have what's behind it. So yeah, the little things like that can really stop you, especially now because groceries are so expensive.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I bought some of you the other day and I was like, wow, this is $2 more. And this is a dollar more. It really adds up. Oh my goodness.
1: I know. I, I bought tea the other day. It was like $8. I'm like, I'm just going to have hot water. <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> no. so it's cr- so
1: expensive now.
0: I actually went and you know what? I don't mind spending money on tea and coffee because it's, something I enjoy. So, and I, I always tip the coffee shop and all these things, but I went to a coffee shop the other day and I won't mention the name of it, but I decided, you know what? I've had too many coffees. I want a tea. And I ordered the tea and it was $6.50. And I said, sorry, Sorry, I, I didn't order a tea latte. I just ordered just a regular tea bag. And he goes, Oh no, and it's $6.50. I was like, wow. I was like, why? He's like, oh, it's like specialty. And I I saw the specialty and it's interesting because there's another place I go to that sells that same tea for $2. So it's just, it was just, yeah. I, I just didn't feel right. I don't know. Did you do get it, or you said no. No, I still got it because I had already gotten it. Yeah, <laughs> I'd already paid like, for I don't it. Want it anymore. Yeah, I just, I just thought it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I just, I think that's a little bit too much. But anyways, uh, yeah. But again, I'm the kind of person that is likes to do fancy things like that. So I like to, I like to spend money on cappuccinos. I don't mind it. But yeah, it's just, yeah, it just definitely kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But yeah, back to our kitchens. That's so funny, Lauren. I definitely organized my fridge. I remember when our mutual girlfriend came to my house and she opened my fridge and she's a big chef. So she, she loves to look at people's fridge. (laughs) She says she can, she can, she can learn a lot about someone by looking at their fridge. (laughs) I thought it was really funny. And, uh, she goes, your fridge is so clean. I was like, well, I did just move in. (laughs) But it's, but it's true. I do organize my food. Like I organize my closet in a way. I'm like, this is the breakfast section. This is the lunch section. This is the dinner food. It's, it's interesting how that we do that. And it's gotta be harder living with a boyfriend, Lauren. (laughs) How does that work?
1: We only have dinners together. So I would just organize it in the dinner section. And if we're, having dinners then I just like from when I was sing or living by myself to now I just double the recipe so that there's enough for both of us another really amazing thing I do which I highly recommend people do when you cook dinner make enough for two nights it will cut the ingredients you need to buy your cooking time and cleaning time in half so Mm -hmm. if you're cooking six or seven times a week now you're cooking three times a week and -hmm. the next night you can just heat it up but if leftovers don't gross you out but i can always eat something the next night like i still like, i feel like it's still fresh and some mm-hmm. things like pasta sauces they actually taste better the next day so i highly recommend cuz i feel like meal prep is very in right now prepping meals but making something on monday and eating it on friday i don't know it's just to me i feel like it's not as fresh anymore and Yeah, but I can eat it the next day. So and if you if you eat it once a week, and you you you're able to master 12 recipes, you can just rotate those through every month. So Mm -hmm. you don't even need that many recipes. And again, you can have like different recipes in the summer and different recipes in the winter, the way you organize your closet, but just like really streamlining it down so that you're, then you can eat higher quality food because you're not buying as much and you can find recipes that you really love. And you're able to like, and I have recipes that are like slower that I'll make on Sunday and that are quicker. And I'll make on like a Tuesday after work. So it just, it it can really help simplify your cooking and you know, I think it's so funny because people have their closets are jam packed. And where mm-hmm. are they? They're at the mall. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, I I can't be bothered to go through it. And it's the same. Like, you know, it's so funny because our freezers are like jam packed with food. We have deep freeze, deep freeze in the basement. Our cupboards are like, you can't fit one more thing in. And where are we? We're at a restaurant. We're getting taken. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to deal with it. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to deal with it, but the less <laughs> inventory you have in your cupboards in your fridge, the more likely you are to use it because you, you can just, you can track it better. So you can see it, <laughs> you can see it. You're like, I have this and I'm going to put it in this meal. So, but if there's so much, it's so hard to account for all of it and it's overwhelming. So we just go get takeout.
0: <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. I don't want to think about what to make. Yeah. I don't know what to make. There's so many, or maybe there's so many, Decisions to make because you have too much stuff. When I moved in, my landlord, she gave me a a nice tour of the place and she pointed out the fridge and she goes, oh, just, you know, don't pack the freezer too much because apparently if you do that, then it will start leaking, whatever. And I was like, oh, don't worry. It it, it, sounded, it reminded me of the closet situation with you where you're like, oh, it's such a small closet. I'm like, that's okay. It's fine. And it's like, oh, it's such a small freezer. Don't pack it up. And I was like, oh, no, don't worry. I'm a bachelor when it comes to the freezer.
1: Yeah, no kidding. You're like <laughs> one piece of fish in there.
0: <laughs> I, not much stuff. Basically, yeah, like ice frozen fish, ice cream. I do like ice cream. So yeah, some some things like that. But um but yeah, I want to also talk about my kitchen compartments, so my kitchen cabinets what I put. So I have how many cabinets do I use for food? So I use one cabinet for my baking stuff and one for my dry rices, beans, crackers, so all of the savory items. Then I have uh, an area for breakfast and snacks. And that's it. So three cabinets of food. That's, a, I've simplified it to that. And then I have like one area where it's a storage of extra bars and, and the granolas that I buy because I buy a lot of stuff in bulk. So I don't need that stuff in my, I don't need that stuff in my cupboards. I don't need to look at it every day until something runs out, right? So similar to our closet. Well, I have, we have storage bins for clothes that we're not wearing this season. I have storage areas for food that I don't need to eat yet. So, yeah interesting. No, that's smart. But I was also thinking, I was thinking, oh, I was going through my kitchen, preparing for this episode and thinking there are other items that I really want in my kitchen that I don't have that I think could be useful to me. You know, you think about, so when it comes to my pots and pans, I only have two pans. I have one large one, one small one that I use almost every day. I have a small blender, but it's on its last leg. It barely works. I have glass air airtight containers. I Love those. So I don't have that plastic container drawer that our mothers have that you know you open and everything falls out. So I'm I'm good there. And then I have cutlery. I've have, I have spatula, whisks, stir spoons, like all the things that you kind of need in the kitchen. But I don't have a lot of things, right? I have enough to serve four people if four people were to come here, which is great. But all those extra plates are stored in in one of the storage areas in my cabinets because I don't need to look at it every day, right? And uh, yeah, I've learned that I do want a really nice blender, probably invest in a Vitamix soon because I makes smoothies all the time. And so I need something that works, but it's, it's good to get things that are going to be useful to you. I think we have a lot of items that just sit in the kitchen and collect dust. You don't want that. And you know, if you feel overwhelmed right now, just start in one area, just start with your cutlery drawer. What are the things that I'm not using? Another thing I realized is I do need some nice knives as well so that's something i'm going to invest in. so it was it was nice. it was kind of like doing an audit of my kitchen, figuring out okay, these are all the things i have, everything that i have i use, but here are things that are lacking. so again, sometimes we underbuy in this lifestyle.
1: Yeah, no. At, at least you go through your kitchen, you're aware of what you actually need as opposed mm-hmm. to just buying it at random thinking, oh, i i think i need this. i might i might use it. it's good to have that list of things that you know that you'll use.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you know what? Someone who's really inspired me lately is the minimalist baker. Do you, are you familiar with her?
1: I am familiar with her. Yeah.
0: So, oh gosh, I could literally just watch her Instagram or her YouTube for hours watching her cooking videos. They're so well done and they're so simple. So many simple, easy, minimal ingredients that she uses. And uh, they're very, very vegetarian, like vegan focused. And, Oh, I just love it. They I've learned so many ideas from her. And uh, if anybody's interested in you know the vegetarian, more plant-based lifestyle, uh, and even if you're not fully plant-based, but you do want to eat more plant-based, I highly recommend the following cookbooks. I own all of them. Uh, one is called Nutrition Stripped. Uh, the next one is Oh, She Glows. Uh, and then Against All Grain and Minimalist Baker Everyday Cookbook. So- Those are the ones that I highly recommend. I also follow New York Times bestselling author, Max Lugavere. He wrote the books, Genius Foods and Genius Kitchen. Now he also eats meat, but grass fed and local meat options only. And if you follow him, he explains why it's better. He really recommends the idea of mindful consumption of animal products. And uh, I've read on his website, he says, choosing wholesome sources of animal protein that have been raised ethically, organic cage-free and antibiotic-free products, ideally. And if you do read Genius Kitchen, which I've read before, he also has a hundred easy and delicious recipes in that book. So if you're looking for some ideas, definitely check Max Lugavere out. He is awesome.
1: Yeah. One recipe book I just bought was, have you heard of the Pilates class? They're like all over Instagram. Yes. You showed me it. Yeah. So they have a PDF you can buy on the website. There's two, actually, I bought the bundle and they have so many really good recipes. Most of them are vegan and vegetarian and they're so good. They use a lot of halloumi cheese and um, tofu and like, there's like salad recipes, there's dessert recipes, there's protein bars and smoothies. It's amazing. So and what is the link? I think it's just theplottiesclass.com.
0: Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That's great.
1: No, it's really good. Speaking
0: of influencers, I also follow Sadia under the name Pickup Limes on YouTube. I've mentioned her in the past and she is vegan and she shares so many great, easy recipe and meal prep ideas on a budget, which is very cool. It's like, hey, you don't need to spend a ton of money to make these meals and other ones that I recommend Matt Diavella, of course. He is the best <laughs> minimalist videographer out there. He shot a video called The Ultimate Minimalist Meal Prep, Lauren. And I have to share it with you. It's so, so funny. Like it's funny and it's also fun and you learn stuff. I know you don't love the idea of meal prepping, but you can meal prep for, you know, Monday and then again on Wednesday. It doesn't need to be five days. And no. you know, side note, I've learned that someone uh that I know gets these meals sent to them. And the meals can last for up to five days. And a lot of them are meat-based. And it made me realize, oh, it does last in the fridge. So obviously check online and see how long it lasts because <laughs> you don't want to eat something that <laughs> isn't good anymore. Be very careful with that. But um, but yeah. And then there's also Gabe Boltz. He is a YouTuber and also a minimalist. And he has a video called The Intentional Diet. He says that we should listen to our body When it comes to food, it's so true. So I always thought, oh, I got to eat this and this and this because this is healthy. But even sometimes healthy foods may not work with your body. So he says to try the elimination diet because he had acne. Now I've suffered from acne and it's really amazing. And I honestly think it's the athletic greens for me. I, I haven't had a breakout since I started. But it's also, I recognize that there are certain foods in my diet that I needed to eliminate because they didn't make me feel good. And one of some of those are sweet potatoes. They're great, but they never make me feel good when I eat them. I feel very heavy. I feel bloated. Uh, And then with edamame beans, I feel very itchy. (laughs) So I can't eat those. And also I love eggs, but sometimes egg yolks bother me. You know, scrambled eggs fine. But when I make a fried egg, it It doesn't sit in my stomach right. So interesting. Like your body knows what's good, but outside of those little things, I will eat most things. So yeah, it's not a big deal. There is a test out there I've mentioned in the past. It's called Viome. It's a testing kit. So they take a sample and they can identify what foods work with your body and which don't. So which foods are your superfoods and which you're sensitive to? I do recommend that test. It was spot on for me. And, and I do open it up once in a while on my computer. I saved a screenshot of the file and I'm like, oh yeah, dark shade, dark shade veggies are not the best for me. You know, you learn these things and like Greek yogurt never sat right in my stomach. And now I do almond yogurt and I love it. And it's so much lighter. It makes me feel better. So yeah, again, at the end of the day, trial and error with yourself. I know for, for me, I'm all about moderation. I really try to focus on eating fruits, veggies, grains, legumes, nuts, and seeds. That's the ma- my main focus. And, you know, I've been trying to really focus on eating more whole foods lately because, you know, Lauren, I love my snacks, but, you know, as much as I do love my snacks, sometimes I would replace snacks with like real food and that was not good. So I'm learning. And as you know, Lauren, I, I was underweight for most of my life. And in the past, I, I did work with a dietitian, and it really helped me personally. And I truly, truly, truly believe that food is medicine. And I appreciate that saying now. I didn't really understand it, but now I really realize that you really are what you eat and health really, really, really is wealth because it's not until you lose your health that you realize it really is number one.
1: Oh, for sure. It affects everything. It affects how you think and your mood and your energy levels and how you feel your longevity. It's so important.
0: Yeah. So how have you changed your diet recently? What is your new regime? Are you still intermittent fasting? What is your favorite way of doing things now?
1: You know what? I always like tried to skip breakfast when I was doing intermittent fasting and I follow this YouTuber, Jennifer L. Scott. I love her. She wrote Madame Chic and she does intermittent fasting, but she does nine in the morning till 5 p.m. And so I started incorporating breakfast again, but. I mean, depending on when we eat dinner, some is, or depending on when I work, I love an early dinner because I go to bed early and I wake up super early. It just is more in a line with my schedule. But yeah, I'm really just trying to do nine to five, nine to six. And I try as much as I can to like focus on whole foods, buy organic when I can. I know there's kind of some people are like for or against organic, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I still think. I still like organic food and Mm. yeah, just like staying active. I'm still doing my ballet. I did Pilates throughout the summer, which was like a nice switch up. I am back to ballet though. I enjoy it in the winter, getting my steps in, you know, going for walks. It's so nice, especially this time of year. It's so beautiful with the changing in color of the trees.
0: So beautiful. It's
1: so nice. I'm excited to get out skating this winter once it snows, but yeah. I guess those are my biggest goals. I, I want to learn new recipes too. Cause as I do have my set recipes, but you know, it's so fun to like learn new recipes and put mm-hmm. a new recipe in the rotation, but yeah, just really focusing on whole foods, making sure the majority of my diet is whole foods, not processed foods, but being balanced, you know, cause it's still yes. fun to eat Halloween candy and have wine and stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well you can't be perfect.
0: You can't um, be perfect.
1: Yeah. Th- that's like what I'm working on right now is just, yeah. Focusing on, on whole foods.
0: You're making me think when you're saying, oh, new recipes and stuff, you and I should bake something together. I know I recently yeah. have been baking, but it would be really great if you and I just made we made granola once together. It was really fun.
1: <laughs> it, this is such a funny story. I made an apple crisp oh. like a week or two ago, but it's so funny. I made it at night and I was so tired. And I took it out of the oven and it wasn't done yet. And I was like, I can't wait any longer. And I just turned off the oven and went to bed. And I woke up the next morning and put it back in the oven and finished it. <laughs> and it worked out though. I'm like, it still tastes good. Like, <laughs> did you bring it to the family Thanksgiving? No, I didn't. I made it just a week, but it's so good. I love apple crisp. And okay, it has sugar and butter and stuff in it, but it still has like apples and oatmeal and cinnamon. So there's a lot of good ingredients in it.
0: That's So funny. That's It was really funny. (laughs) I actually also made an apple crisp, you know, it's, it was our Canadian Thanksgiving recently. And so, and I'm sure by the time this comes out, uh, it will also be the American Thanksgiving or like coming up at least, or, or maybe it's already happened, but, uh, but yeah, I made one too. And I was preparing it and I was getting a ride to my family house and uh, I I didn't have enough time to cook it at mine. And so I just brought it raw and then I cooked it when I got to my mom's. But I thought that would be an issue, let alone (laughs) waiting all night. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I know. Well, Mike came into my the bedroom and he's like um what are you doing with this apple crisp and I was like just leave it I'm so exhausted I can't I I was also jet-lagged we had gotten back from Paris so
0: Mm -hmm. I was exhausted at least you turned the oven off that's all that matters.
1: Yeah, that's all that matters.
0: Yeah. You're like me. You and I are ba- very similar. We always check the, the door if it's locked like twice, and then we'll check the uh, the stove twice. We'll always double check everything.
1: Oh, I have my system before I leave my place to check everything, and because then I just feel calm when I've left. I'm like, I know I did my my check of the place. It's also um, nice. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh. Oh, I was going to talk about fitness. One thing I want to say about fitness, because I listen to a lot of podcasts too. I feel like people try to force themselves to work out or get up in the morning. They're like, Oh, I want to start getting up earlier. Um, This is just a little tip, which I've mentioned in the podcast before. But if you want to get up early, sometimes having something to look forward to when you get up, will get you out of bed. Like there's been times in the past where I'm like, right. When you wake up, you have to work out or right. When you wake up, you have to get to work. And then when the alarm went off, I'm like, I don't want to get up. Like I'm in my warm bed. I'm Mm -hmm. still, I like, I'm, I just don't want to get up and like hit the ground running. So, you know, having that transition is what I call it, where I wake up And I wrap myself in a warm blanket and I make a warm cup of coffee and read a book. And then in 30 minutes, I am ready to start work or I am ready to like start exercising. So like, if it's your goal to get up earlier and exercise. Like you can give yourself a little bit of a buffer so that when that alarm goes off and it's still dark and you're cold, you're having something to get up and look forward to. Mm -hmm. And also I tried so many different exercises, so many different classes, so many different online workouts. And when I found Ballet Beautiful, which I've been doing for eight years now, since I was 25, Wow! I look forward to it. I'm like so excited when the new classes come out and I always start with a stretch to like warm up and I, I just, I look forward to it. I feel so good after I have so much energy, Uh, It just like, it was so worth like trial and erroring so many different exercise programs to find something I really enjoy because when you look forward to it, I look forward to my walks in the evening, listening to a podcast, like going through nature, like it helps de-stress me and clear my minds. And when you find that with exercise, it makes it so much easier than trying to be like, I have to get this workout in. I have to go to the gym. And maybe the gym is where you de-stress, but just like trial and erroring things, recipes too, like Mm
0: -hmm. trial and erroring
1: recipes until you find something that you really like and that fills you up and you feel good after. And so it's kind of worth the trial and error.
0: So, so true. I love how committed you have been to fitness. It's incredible, Lauren, your dedication. You definitely motivate me in ways, especially when it comes to getting up early in the morning. Since my trip to Greece, I have started to get up so much earlier every day. Every day I get up before seven. So it's usually around 6.30 now. I'd like to get back to 6 a.m. And I'm getting up earlier and it, it makes me feel better. And it gives me that time to, as you said, take it slowly in the morning before I work out because I usually go for a walk or a run before I start my day because it really gives me the I don't know, it wakes me up in the morning, it gives me the energy that I need to go into work and uh, get excited to do the work that I'm doing. Now, you and I are, are very lucky. we're doing and we're working on things that really make us happy. So it's easier to, you know get up and feel happy to start the day, which is great. But when it comes back to our eating habits, I think that, You know, the relationship between food and and mental and physical health is an important conversation because I think that when you're eating healthier, you'll have more energy. You'll also sleep better. I've noticed that eating better these days has really, really helped me sleep better. And obviously being more active can also help you improve your sleep. Sleep has always been kind of a issue for me as of late, getting enough sleep, staying asleep. And I, I find that because I'm eating healthier and I'm making sure and I'm prioritizing my fitness, it's, it's really, really, really improved, which is really great. And um, something I also wanted to add is that right now I'm working from home and <laughs> I find it very, very challenging sometimes to not snack all the time, especially if I'm stressed. It's very easy for me to snack. Now, sometimes it's interesting because- Usually I I like over snack when I'm stressed or I'm sad, but lately I've realized I'm actually the opposite. I'll forget to eat sometimes and that's not good. Right. And so I'm trying to start preparing foods in my fridge that I can just pull them out and just eat them versus grabbing a bar, for example. So I'm trying to be healthier and more mindful with that. So don't you find Lauren, like it's so much easier to just grab something that's so like easy to grab versus, you know, not like, so I'll cut up carrots and celery and I'll have dip out. And if I put that in my fridge, then I'll know that I'll eat it because it's ready. But if it's not ready, I'll I'll just grab a bar. It's so much easier. So I'm trying to start. And I actually made, I baked the other day because I was like, stop eating these packaged things. Like start eating your own baked goods that are really healthy. I made these protein powder banana muffins and they're so good and they're so healthy. And I was like, wow, and it's like natural. I know what ingredients in it are in it. Like I can read them. And so yeah, that's what I'm gonna start doing more often.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. One thing that I've been doing, I really try to stick with my meals. I feel like it, it just helps me to not snack, but I, this is a little hack, especially at work. Like if I'm bored and I like just want to snack and go to the break room, I try to have things like cut up veggies or Greek yogurt, like things that like, I don't really want them. <laughs> like <I don't> really- <laughs> So it's like, if I'm like, Oh, I want a snack. It's like, okay, well you can have that Greek yogurt you bought. I'm like, Oh, I don't really want that. It's like, okay, well then you don't really want a snack. You're just like, Oh my gosh. Born. You yeah, said
0: that to me in the past where I'm like, it, Oh, do you want this? And you're like, I don't really want that.
1: Yeah. I, or like an apple. I'm like, okay, if you're hungry, then you can have an apple. I'm like, I don't want an apple. I want, I don't know, chips or like chocolate or yeah. a granola bar or something that's more fun and entertaining. But if, if you ask yourself, okay, well you can have an apple or you can have cut up veggies and you want that, then you probably are actually hungry. Whereas if you're like, I don't want that, then it's
0: really tricky because you don't want to restrict yourself, but you want to start incorporating healthier foods into your life so that it's easier to make that transition. I remember like even growing up, I would definitely, I mean, my mom grew us up really healthy. We never really had chips in the house, but we did love our sugary snacks and granola bars. And so I think that once you start eliminating that, you know, cutting that sugar in half, you realize, oh, wow, how did I eat that stuff in the past? Like what you're saying, like I always eat chocolate, but I have, you know, dark chocolate and I'll have a piece every piece or two every day. And and that's fine. But I, that's how I kind of, you know, control those cravings. But at the same time, I will go home and I'll eat this sugary bar and I'll be like, oh, like how did I ever eat that before? Like I just your taste preferences change and everything. And Yeah. I mean, if anybody's struggling with that, yeah.
1: I just also feel like if you're eating more whole natural foods, you eat them more out of hunger as opposed to entertainment or like stress. Like it's not like people when they're stressed out, they're like, I'm going to go steam some broccoli because I'm bored. Whereas it's so easy to eat crackers when you're bored, like things like that. So (laughs) that's
0: funny. That reminds me of late nights out. So in university, All my friends would be like, oh, we got to get poutine or we got to get pizza, you know, Canadian poutine. And I would never crave that stuff. I never had it once. I know I'm weird, Lauren. I'm weird, though. Like, literally, you know what I crave at the end of the night. Like, I crave a bowl of cereal. Like I'm yeah. so weird. I'm like, Oh, just give me a bowl of cereal. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's interesting. Again, you and I, we, we don't really just restrict ourselves. I'm the kind of person that doesn't really crave those type those types of foods. Although I do have a sweet tooth. I do like dessert. I think a lot of people don't like desserts. Some people are like, Oh yeah, I'm not a dessert person, but, but yeah, no, I appreciate those things. And it's, it's amazing. Like Lauren, I know that you have been a lover of counting your calories cuz that's helped you with your weight management goals and what it what kind of apps do you use again i think some of our listeners really benefit from that
1: yeah so i use chronometer.com two things I love about it. Number one, it actually shows your nutrition. So if you're like put everything that you eat in a day, you can see what you're deficient in, in terms of like vitamins and minerals and protein, and it can help you adjust things to make sure that you're hitting those requirements. So I like, if I'm low in folate, I know that I need to have more greens. It it just, it keeps me accountable. And that's why I like it. Another thing is that it has a Part in it where you can add your recipes. So when I when I make my recipes, I'll add in all the ingredients, divide how many portions there are, and then when I'm at the grocery store, I can actually just bring up the app and look at the ingredients and buy them off of there. I never make lists when I go to the grocery store. I just look at my different
0: recipes.
1: My recipes, yeah. I look at my recipes. So yeah, it's been great for those two. But yeah, I, I do count my calories. I don't. I'm not ashamed of it. It's just something that it holds me accountable. It helps me stay within the portions that I need to, and it helps me eat healthier. So, yeah. and like stay in line with exercising every day. So it works for me.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And again, you still intermittent fast in a way because you said that you eat between like nine and six that's smart. Nine to yeah. five, nine to
1: six. Yeah. I do try to wake up in the morning, have my coffee, get in my exercise, get ready. And then I naturally start to get hungry around like nine, nine 30. Yeah. And have lunch around 12 or one and then dinner around five or six and no snacking in between. If I am having a later dinner, especially if I'm going out for dinner, because I feel like everyone's like, let's go for dinner at 8 p.m. Yeah, I know. (laughs) No, I'm like, I go to bed early, but I'm like, that's like not when I'm hungry and want to eat. I will have a snack around three or four if I'm eating later, but it's like a Greek yogurt or like veggies with tzatziki or fruit or almonds, like something healthy and simple and, um, that will just like buffer me until I'm going to have dinner. If I'm going to be working late that day, like times I can't, um, control when I have dinner Mm -hmm. then I, yeah, I definitely try to have that intentional snack that I know will get me to dinner.
0: Okay. That's smart. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And, and I, I really eat in moderation and, uh, I, I like to, I like to have some sort of breakfast every morning. I'm more about like the six meal a day person, 6 to 8 versus the three meal. I'm not a big meal person. I don't need like giant meals. I rather have smaller portions throughout the day. So, yeah, and I don't count calories. It's never something I've been I've ever done to be honest. Um, you know, for me it's it's always been about weight gain. How can you incorporate more calories? So, so for me it's been, oh yeah, I need to add this in. I need to add in this in and right now I'm actually at my healthiest weight I've been in, in a long time. And, you know, I, even my, my parents looked at me the other day, they're like, Oh, you look so healthy. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> but no, it's good. It's good. It's really good for me. And um, mentally it's really good for me. So, so yeah. And it's also a combination of exercise as well. When you're exercising a lot, you, you, you don't need to be as, you know, you got to be mindful about eating healthy, but you can also, you know, indulge in ways and, yeah, it's, it's, it's really a combination of of food and how you think about diet and exercise. It will really help you mentally. So yeah,
1: no, for sure. It makes a huge difference. And to close this episode, just some quick tips. If you buy something and you don't like it, you should either give it away or get rid of it. I feel like we're all guilty of letting things just rot in our cupboard or fridge. Oh, and yes. Yes. Like we all, it's like, oh, I feel bad. I spent money on that, even though I don't like it and I'm never going to use it again. So that's a little tip just to like help simplify and declutter your fridge. And just remember the less inventory you have, the easier it is going to be to manage. So go through your kitchen, go through your cupboards, like what do you actually need? What are you actually going to use? What goes into the recipes? And you know, I I encourage our listeners to do this, like pull out the notes section on your phone and just write down things that you want to have for breakfast and lunches and dinners. And when you're at the grocery store, buy ingredients for those things. Like when you're buying things at random constantly, it just can really make your cupboards and kitchen and fridge and everything so cluttered and it can be overwhelming. So be intentional about it, stick to your, your list or like with you, with snacks, Kelly, like have yes. your snacks and, and rotate through those. It can make eating and simplifying it a lot easier.
0: Oh, such great tips. It's just, I, you're making me think of my cloth my kitchen as my, like, just like my closet. Yeah. kitchen's your closet. <laughs> Treat it <laughs> the same. Don't stuff it with things that you're not going to eat <laughs> or use. And if you have, you know, expensive baking products or things and you're like, I know I'm never going to bake maybe you have someone in your life that could, and maybe you can give those
1: things to them. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah, you right, you're no, right, you're right.
1: This was such a fun episode, Kelly. I love talking about this stuff.
0: Yeah, that was so much fun, Lauren. And uh, yeah, we will definitely talk about food and nutrition again soon because I know you are obsessed with it, Lauren. And uh, yeah, so, and we would love to hear from you guys and, and hear about your regimes and what you do and the type of lifestyle you've chosen for yourself. So again, it's minimalism your way.
1: No, I love it. I love hearing tips from other people, like how they do things.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. We'll definitely share them with others as well. So, all right. Thanks so much, everybody. And we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope that our food and diet systems have motivated you to think more about your dietary preferences and how you manage and organize the food in your homes. And I want to remind you that while a minimalist lifestyle supports a more sustainable plant-based diet, there is no rule book. We believe in a simple and intentional version of your diet, your way. And when it comes to eating a more sustainable diet, I want to close today by sharing an eye-opening stat that I recently came across in an episode of Oprah's Super Soul Conversations podcast. According to environmentalists and author Susie Amos Cameron. By changing just one of your meals a day to a plant-based meal, you will save 200,000 gallons of water and the carbon equivalent of driving from Los Angeles to New York. Now, this stat just blew my mind, and it's such an easy switch that we can all make to be more mindful of our environmental impact. And if you're interested in learning more, please check out a link to this full episode in the show notes. And as always, I want to thank all of you for listening and sharing a five-star rating and review on iTunes or Spotify. We love reading your words. And to close off today, I thought I would read a couple new reviews. The first is, I found this podcast almost a year ago, and I learned something new with each episode. I love how you teach how to live simply and with intention. Keep it up. And the second is Lauren and Kelly's fresh and simple take on a minimalist lifestyle is so inspiring and refreshing. I'm now determined to get out of the buying and purging cycle I've been stuck in and make some major life adjustments. Thank you, ladies. Oh, that's so, so nice. Thank you so much for taking the time to write us. And again, if you haven't already, please send us a kind review. We would love to hear from you. So thanks again for listening and I will speak with you next week. Bye-bye.